0: Welcome to Transformation with Laota Rasul and Ahad Rasul. In this program, you will activate the changes that need to be made in your life through the processes of cleaning, clearing, and reconnection with your own divinity. It's time to begin the process to heal yourself. Now, here are your hosts, Laota and Ahad Rasul.
1: Good morning and welcome, family, to another episode of Transformation with Lao Tzu Rasul. This is Ahad Rasul speaking. We're happy to be here. Now, today's topic is something that we know everyone can relate to, something we can personally relate to as well. So, if anybody has anything to share, comments, questions, anything, feel free to call in throughout the whole duration of the show, and we will be sure to get everybody on air. So we can so everyone can hear what you have to say. Now, the topic of today's show is our relationship with food. Now, just to give a little background, our relationship with food has been a personal uh, motivation for uh, Miss Lowder Russell and myself, uh, personally with me, at a young age, very, very young. I was very sick, had uh, all kinds of allergies and eczema and all types of things, and just to my luck, I was also allergic to all the medication that I received from the hospitals uh, for treatment, so I was, so much so I was even allergic to my mom's own milk, and which basically put me in a position where either I was going to just stay sick or I was going to force be forced to take the medication and still be sick because I was allergic to the medication. So, because I have a, one of the best mothers that anyone can ask for, <laughs> uh, she actually took it, made it her mission to learn how I can be healed from all the ailments that I was going through, uh, through my diet through the food and the things she gave me because I was so allergic to so many different things, so many different foods, so many different, of course, medications, chemicals, and all the rest, even her. I was allergic to her to a certain extent, so she's made it. she made it her mission to kind of heal me out of that, and that actually is the start, and I'm not going to give too much about it. I'll let her get into the story a little more however that actually is the start of getting us to where we are today which is pretty profound to us so this is a very sensitive but very uh, powerful topic that we feel like everyone can benefit from so with no further ado let me introduce the star of the show miss to russell good morning
2: greetings in lakesh and um salutations to everyone happy to be here and we're gonna talk a little bit about a personal historical story that Ahad has mentioned our own travels and our own exploration into food and um... of course Ahad laid the platform a little when he was born he was just adorable just like he is now (laughs) however (laughs) he um... we had allergies after about three months we noticed that um, his he was visibly uh... in distress after he would eat and i was nursing and i realized that it was very clear that uh... he was not compatible with the milk so i um, tried several other things all the normal things formulas and um, goat milk and a whole variety of different things and i was appalled as i looked at the ingredients and what was what children were being given because i had um, been a natural mother and had nursed my other children. So I was really shocked and amazed at what was in the, the ingredients in the different products. But more importantly, even uh, whether I was shocked or amazed or not, he wasn't able to tolerate any of them. And so we ended up um, seeking professional allopathic help through the medical uh, establishment, and that was, um, didn't work out well for us. At that time, the type of uh, problems that he had were being treated with steroids, which uh, was an unacceptable reality. So I found myself having to decide whether I was willing to allow um, my child's life to be in the hands of um, a system that I could see wasn't going to work for him in this particular case. It wasn't that I was opposed to going, but after we went, it just didn't work out. So he had gotten progressively worse and he was losing weight and it was um, really quite um, difficult for me as his mother. And he had developed a severe case of eczema because everything that we did give him made him itchy and he'd scratch himself bloody. It was just really um, a horrific experience. So I sat down at that time and went internally and. Um, got into meditation and uh, determined through my own thought pattern that I would make sure that I would take this experience that was happening into my own hands and be responsible so I started researching and studying and exploring food and how um, this circumstance could be alleviated and at the same time I was also learning about um, emotional and mental and physical constructs that affected it. The environment, the emotional environment, the uh, physicality and the allergies to the different things that were going on. So I learned quite a bit and this became a a life work. And after, um, by the time he was three, he was pretty much healed from this uh, experience. But I had to go through quite a bit and so I researched and found out quite a bit of information about soy that was in the formulas and realized that that was very detrimental and um, I found, um, and you all may look up, uh, Weston A. Price Foundation. I explored what they had to say and all the research they had done on soy and on baby formulas and all the things they found out about gender and sexual uh, effects of the um, phyloestrogens that are in the soy and the whole history of it. I eventually even wrote a book where I you know documented the things I had researched and found out. I also looked into um, milk and found out that uh, four children whose ancestors were from um, Africa and um, areas where there was a lot of heat that the consumption of cow's milk was not um, a good idea for them and it certainly wasn't in my family, so I found out a lot of things about uh, allergies to uh, milk and giving children milk items. I looked into goat milk. I looked into a whole variety of different things. And after having done quite a bit of research over a year, I came up with um, a formula and, uh, that I made myself, and I used the small white bean, and I had read about it in uh, material in years before that that was something that could be done and then I also made vegetable broths and a variety of different things that he could tolerate where well, we could see that the physical uh, side effects were much lessened by that approach so during this process of intense personal exploration to
0: in my mind at the
2: time save the life of my child and to make sure that his health was protected I became very intimately involved with the idea of food itself. What did it mean? What's the idea behind it? What is the relationship to the body? What is the relationship to the mother, to the child, to the parent, to the human being who lives on the earth where the food comes from? And um, this is a process that is still ongoing. Ah, Ahad is 22 years old and this has been going on for 22 years. Uh, since he was born, because we saw the the debilitating effects of his allergies and the eczema in the first three months, so I still am in relationship with food, and I have a lot to share with you today concerning that. So Ahad is most certainly the star of this story, <laughs> and uh, he is very healthy and has not had any issues actually since he recovered at three years old. He hasn't had any. Uh, visits at all to the doctor, I don't think, for anything other than just the maintenance and dental. So um, the things that I'm going to share with you are my own personal experience and my own understandings through my own research that was uh, significantly uh, impacted because of the health of my child. So the first thing I want to talk about is the air which is, seems like a odd place to start this conversation about food. But breathing is very important to our well-being. Breathing is very important to our emotional stability. It's very important to our connection between the brain and between the heart. And uh, as most of you know, it's not a secret that most of us breathe very shallow and that we don't get enough oxygen Well, often we don't even think about what is in the oxygen, what's carried in the oxygen. The elements that are on the planet that make up the body, you know, we are the material of this planet, are carried in the air. And one of the most important things that um, a person can do for good health, uh, spiritual, mental and physical, is to do breathing. Breathing exercises, deep breathing, be conscious, do conscious breathing because consciously breathing uh, is deeper than just breathing. If you consciously breathe, the connections are more solid between the brain and the heart. Everything works better. The blood is oxygenated. All the information is carried. And it's an excellent way to begin our nutrition.
1: Yes, ma. So, when you say breathing or the oxygen, how can we actually Affect or have any kind of impact on our own oxygen intake when it's so polluted from sources that are outside of ourselves. Like, is there any place you go to to get better oxygen, or is it just are you speaking more towards the way we breathe or how yeah how we go about breathing?
2: D all of the above. Of course, it is better to breathe air that's cleaner, and if you have the opportunity. And you can go to the mountains, or you can go to the seashore. We know that even in the 1800s, people were sent to the seashore so that they could get the um, clearer, cleaner air that comes in on the marine layer, you know, that comes in on the seas, the oceans, the rivers, you know, those are all good places. However, the work that I do, we work wherever we are. We start where we are. So if you're in a city and there's um, congestion and, pollution in the city, which there is everywhere on this planet, uh, whether you're in the city or not, then you start where you are. The idea, though, is that it is more important to breathe in the oxygen and to make the connection between your uh, brain and your heart because you have more power than you realize to make that connection work for you. This connection can be give you an outcome that you wouldn't expect even if you are in a polluted city
1: okay well unfortunately we're coming up on our break so on the other side of the break we're gonna to have to continue this conversation but just so so I'm understanding what you're saying we're speaking about we're starting from this the ground level of breathing this being the base of how we're gonna explore this uh, idea that we're speaking about today and you're saying that before anything else we need to give, serious attention to the fact or how we go about breathing. Meaning we need to actually respect the process of breathing because a lot of us, we just do it. We, you know, unconsciously, we just do it. You know, we don't have to think about it. And luckily for us, we don't have to think about it because we've got a lot of other things going <laughs> on in our place. But you're saying take some time and actually devote it to respecting and respecting the art of breathing and making it a part of your life on a daily basis.
2: As a matter of fact, it is our first nutrient and the way that we know that is that if you are deprived of it, you fall over dead. That's
1: the first thing <laughs> right like, So it's, it, it, it,
2: it is where all of our nutrients can be accessed wherever we are, wherever, whatever the conditions are, the anxiety and the depression and the stress that we feel in our daily lives, everything else can be alleviated all of those things can be alleviated if we start to consciously deep breathe and from that point everything else will work better
1: yeah you know i never even paid much attention to the fact of what you just said about how its breathing is our number one source of nutrients mm-hmm. and that that's the one thing that we don't give any kind of real attention to and, and until things are going beyond, you know, overboard, until things are going crazy and, you know, haywire in our lives, then we want to take a moment to breathe. However, I mean, and of course, you know, we're all very familiar with exercises that that uh, point out breathing as being the base of it, you know, yoga and other breathing techniques and things like that. So, yes, we're all aware of it, but... Outside of the time that we devote to it, we're never thinking about it. And I think that's really something when that's the biggest thing that we need.
2: And you've been watching me breathe your entire life. Yeah. Making a practice of conscious breathing and I've encouraged you to do it and all of my children and all of the ones around me and all of the ones I work with because you're setting the framework for everything else to work perfectly once you make those connections and you establish that... Uh, the nutrients coming in through the air itself because it's more to it there's much more to air than we realize
1: all right well everybody we're going to take a break and we'll be right back everybody stay tuned
0: Visionary.
2: This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
0: If you are hearing this, more than likely you were guided to this program by divine design. This is a trigger point for you to evolve into who you are originally meant to be divine. You know intimately the feeling that something is missing, and you're right. We have been altered and disconnected from our supreme source, the divine. Presently, most humans have two active strands of DNA. Science verifies that there are 10 additional strands that are not connected. They call this junk DNA. This is where it gets interesting. We are barely using 20% of our brains because these 10 strands that they call junk are not connected. There is a purpose to everything that is created, including the so-called junk DNA. It would not be there If there were no purpose for it, DNA activation is a call to restoring ourselves to the original blueprint and original innocence. DNA activation helps connect back the additional 10 strands of DNA. This reconnection is possible through the etheric body, sometimes referred to as the light body, where off-world galactic genetic engineers oversee our reconnection at dnareplicate.com.
2: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
0: You are listening to Transformation with Laota Rasul and Ahad Rasul. We'd love to hear from you on today's show. Call into 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to laota of the Sun at gmail.com. Now, back to our show.
2: Well, we are back and we're still talking about food. And this show is uh, a little different than other sh- shows about food because now we're going to talk about the idea of what happens with the seeds and what happens with food before it gets to the table. And this is uh, very important, and this is something that is. This understanding is something that's quite ancient, but not well considered in our current uh, time. But the seeds contain all kinds of DNA and information from the universe. The seeds are here specifically and designed specifically to give us the nutrients. And when we, when food is planted, it should be. Uh, done in a certain way, and I was explaining uh, some of this to someone I know, a friend of mine from Africa, and he gave me a wonderful example of how, in a natural setting, how this is true. So the, the way that we should work with food, and if we have seeds, is we should put the seeds in our mouth, and we should have our saliva mixed with the seeds for about nine minutes. And then, only then, after we've done that, after we have informed The seeds of our condition should we plant the seeds into the ground and then once the seeds are planted um, we should uh, walk with our feet around the seeds because our body um, has perspiration and sweat that comes out of the feet as a normal part of being human and that goes into the dirt and it helps to inform the seeds as to what your DNA is, what your individual needs are. When my uh, children were born, my first children were born, we were in Europe, and it is a custom there that uh, the placenta be buried and a plum tree be be uh, planted. And the the um, wise tell or the history, and it's, it turns out to be the truth, is that then that child, whenever that child is growing up they should eat from that tree to be healthy so that is what happened uh, with my uh, older children but it's also true of all of us if we live in a house in nature anywhere we live which is in nature the plants and things around the house will if we give them our information the things that grow around the house will be those things that will heal us from our DNA so we need to inform the plants and the things around our home as to what our DNA is. So when you're planting seeds, if you're growing something, put the seeds in your mouth. Then put them into the soil. And then don't water them immediately because if you water them, you'll wash off your saliva. And then as they're in the soil, then make sure that you walk barefoot in the early stages as they sprout. And don't pull up all of the weeds near them because some of them are there to protect the seeds and some of them have other information that's needed for the seeds to grow. So in the same way that I was told when I was in Europe about using a portion of the body of the children through when they're born to plant the seed, that gives all of the information that those children come in with and all of their lacks and all of their deficiencies and all of the things that are good. And then the nature, the intelligence of the Mother Earth, the intelligence of nature itself will bring forth the necessary components to help keep the player, the person healthy. And this intelligence is more intelligent than our current science. This is more intelligent than uh, anything that we can buy, and there are no side effects. So when I was sharing this example with my friend from Africa, he said, "Well, in Africa, he says we eat a mango and then we throw the seed into the area where." They will grow into mango trees. So their saliva is, so it, it's a natural process. You eat something, it has a seed. Your saliva, your DNA is on the seed. You plant the seed, and then the seed now has, it, it's the same effect as what I'm saying about put the seeds in your mouth for nine minutes. So it's, it's a very interesting concept. This is something that is not, we didn't discover. This is the most ancient of knowledge. However, this is something that's little known, and it's very much a part of our discussion today. About food,
1: that's a beautiful uh, idea that you just said. <laughs> to just to imagine that for any person who can fathom that, actually having direct effect on their themselves or their children or wherever it may be, that the you can have something that's tailored specifically to what you need through your own efforts. You know that comes from your body and it's tailored towards giving you. Uh, nutrients and benefits that your body needs is that's a beautiful thing. But you know, that kind (laughs) of I might have to start going to a grocery store and asking about did they (laughs) did person suck on the seeds first before so no. But you know, it actually gives us something great to look forward to because as a part of our goal here at Of the Sun and what we do, we are we plan to set up a environment where all of these different whether we look at them as cool ideas or or the things that are necessities or the things that will cause a better environment of living for people as a whole, we we plan to bring all these things about in a way that is lasting. So right now, we're not in the um, farming industry, so to say. However, we definitely, definitely, definitely will be doing everything that we can to bring to cause a have a setup for everyone to be able to access the type of things that are best for them so right now we're doing spiritual and mental and energetic healing and doing things that can educate everyone and give them an environment to cultivate themselves in that field however soon we will bring it to the food and and all the other things that um, we know about that is beneficial to our people because right now the only options you have is the grocery store or you know you might have the occasional farmers market but even those things are no longer what they might once have been so this is exciting and this is something that you guys can definitely book it that will be in the future of what we're doing so if you you know if you hang around stick around you'll have some exciting things to be a part of as well
2: now this is so important you know of course we can't um, necessarily plant all of our food however we could have a flower pot with basil in our kitchens. We could have a hanging basket with just this one thing planted in exactly this way. And then we can benefit in some small way. All of these things are very doable, maybe not on a grand scale. But if you have done this for yourself and for your children, you have done something for, that will improve your circumstance in a world where food is an issue. Food is an issue in our world. And the way that we usually hear ourselves talk about it is from a very external point of view about what a particular food does. But none of this operates in a vacuum. Everything operates harmoniously together. The air and the stars themselves. We, you know, I would in- encourage people to look at the moon cycles and to get almanacs and to figure out when to plan a thing. All of these things are contributing factors and all of this is in the intelligence of this universe. One of the um, other aspects that I want to talk about is that food is food and water, and actually all liquids, but uh, food in particular, is especially susceptible to our imprinting it with our thought patterns and our energy profiles. So, we can um, imprint upon our food what we would like to happen with the food, and the food is particularly receptive. So I have uh, developed a system with flip charts and my most recent food um, contributions where I tell people, you know, different recommendations for what they can say to their food. But really what I'm talking about right now is the concept that the idea of fluids, and we know from Dr. Emoto who worked with water, that it can be impressed upon and that it has memory and that it can take what your thought patterns are and turn them into crystallized Um, aspects that can be utilized through the DNA in your body. So it is very important that we consciously um, have relationship with our food. And so what I'm going to recommend, and this is something that, you know, again, it's not something new. People have been praying and blessing their food for a long time, but we're going to be very deliberate and conscious in the way that we talk about this today. And what I would recommend is now that you know about, the breath, and now that you know about what can happen with um, the seeds in relationship to your body and as you grow and how it heals you, when you don't have that food, when you're in a restaurant, when when you're buying your food from the supermarket, it would be to your great advantage to bring the food in front of you, directly in front of you, and for you to even close your eyes for a minute or hold your hands over the food. And without any interruption from conversation or anything else to infuse into the food, the thought that you are interested in, that it, you know, improve your health, that it um, take away pain, whatever it is that's in your mind, because this food is particularly receptive because it was designed for us for that purpose to keep us healthy. And it is better than any physician. Our bodies are the best of physicians and it knows exactly what to do with food. So if we do that and we quietly um, and seriously focus and concentrate on whatever it is we would like the food to do, we have an ally that will help us. So it's encouraged that you not have a lot of conversation during the meal and it's also encouraged that you don't read a book where you're informing other ideas over your food that in fact that you do this as um, um, as like a sacrament, a sacred act that you infuse your food with the thoughts that you would like to see come through that you do this in a sacred manner and that you slowly eat the food and ingest this uh, communion or this relationship that you have established between yourself and the food and then after you have done that, then um, and eat all of it, eat as much as, of it as you infuse. And then after you have done that, feel the communion between what has just entered your body and what you have been in contact with, that you're going to make this uh, reality. What was a thought now can become a reality in the physicality of your own body. So that's a very powerful understanding. Yes,
1: ma'am. And I'd actually like to point out for all the listeners, this topic and the, or the way that we're speaking about this topic from the spiritual, mental, and even the way to energetically affect our experience. It takes a, it takes a special person to be able to under, not only just comprehend and understand these ideas, However, to see them as being something that you add to your life without looking for instant gratification. So, you know, when we speak about speaking to our foods and, you know, having some reverence for the experience that we're about to have in eating our food and things like that. We can't we might not directly point and say, okay, well, now that I do that, this salad is going to do, you know, do this specifically for me and I'm gonna feel great after I eat this salad because I'm doing because I'm, you know, talking to it first. Or I'm, you know, or I'm in the grocery store and I I give it a little boost of my energy or or of my interest before I do it. So now, you know, this should this salad should work wonders for me. However, to understand that it's about us gradually changing our whole perspective and our whole way of existing or living, should I say, it's, you know, for everyone who this is really hitting home to, or this is really interesting to, we are very excited about the things that, the way you can transform your experience in life, and especially for the young people that you are raising, that you are sheltering, that you're, you know, have a Big impression on whether it's your child or someone who looks up to you in any kind of way, or you have an effect on their lives to start them off on the right foot gives them so much of a a, a blessing to experience things or to never experience the negative side of things that we might generally com commonly figures normal. You know, being sick all the time, having to go to the doctor all the time. Be- Having all these different things that we just, hey, it's a part of life type attitude towards, we can start the young people off on the right foot. But it takes us to really understand and be interested in the new perspective or not the new, but the new perspective to us on uh, interaction and our relationship with our food. So we're almost at break. However, I see you have something else you want to get into. I
2: did. I just wanted to make sure that I say that this, and this is an important concept, that um, it's not so much about our food as it is about what we say and do and think about our food. There is so much power that each of us individually have that is squandered and um, misdirected that could be infused into our own health, our well-being, and that of our families, our elders, and our ones that are in our care through the sacredness of understanding that we are sacred, the earth is sacred, and what is produced from the earth is sacred. So when we think of things like fast food, we might want to reconsider that.
1: Uh, Yes. Well, and is it just because it's fast or is it because, well... Personally, I can tell you that the reason why I don't eat fast food, of course, isn't because it's fast. However, it's because of the fact that I'm I'm aware of the fact that everything that's sent through those kind of places, especially those kind of places, are completely depleted of any value that it might have had at any point, borderline not even real. So, but that, you know that's everywhere because this world is based around money so anything to cause there to be more for less you know they're with it however especially the fast food it almost is nothing there as far as value wise if anything it might be negative value that's that there is and not just no value
2: I think it's less for less mm-hmm. yeah exactly. <laughs> not more for less less
1: for but less <laughs> in, but in addition to that the idea of fast food from how I'm understanding this topic we're speaking about, not only is it because it's, it's not much nutritional value, but because the perspective of it is let me get this and get it out to them. Let me, you know, let me just get it done with, get it over with. You come in and I don't want anything that was somebody took their time to put their energy and effort into. I want something that you just, you know, you've already pre made and it's just, it's not tailored towards me. It's just, you know, it just is. And that. Now, with that perspective, makes me <laughs> uh, even stronger, which I don't have any kind of uh, temptations for fast food, but it especially makes me understand that it's not only the fact that it doesn't have value, but it's also the fact of the way that it was set up to serve people, people who have no value for their own selves.
2: And that's why it's not so much what we... It's not so much what's put in front of us, it's what we say and think about what's put in front of us. If we think, I just want to hurry through this experience quickly, I'm not looking for health, I'm not looking for nutrients, I'm looking for speed, then yeah. that's what you get. You get a sandwich that's fast, that has doesn't have the other things. Food and our relationship with food should be a sacred experience as this understanding gives us respect for the planet respect for ourselves and respect for anything that's going to be ourselves a food we do become what we eat so you know that's something to think about you want to be respectful of what is going to be your blood what will be your body what will be your organs
1: yes well way to send us into the break anyone that has any questions or comments if you would like to get on air with them go ahead and call in now while we're on break and we will take you as soon as we come out of a break. Otherwise, we'll get into the last segment of our show, which is our transformational story. Everybody stay tuned. We'll be back.
2: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek Greater Awareness.
0: If you are hearing this, more than likely you were guided to this program by Divine Design. This is a trigger point for you to evolve into who you were originally meant to be, Divine. You know intimately the feeling that something is missing, and you're right. We have been altered and disconnected from our Supreme Source, the Divine. Presently, most humans have two active strands of DNA. Science verifies that there are ten additional strands that are not connected. They call this junk DNA. This is where it gets interesting. We are barely using 20% of our brains because these 10 strands that they call junk are not connected. There is a purpose to everything that is created, including the so-called junk DNA. It would not be there if there were no purpose for it. DNA activation is a call to restoring ourselves to the original blueprint and original innocence. DNA activation helps connect back the additional 10 strands of dna this reconnection is possible through the etheric body sometimes referred to as the light body where off-world galactic genetic engineers oversee our reconnection at dnareplicate.com
2: the seventh wave channel on the voice america network
0: You are listening to Transformation with Laota Rasul and Ahad Rasul. We'd love to hear from you on today's show. Call into 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Sun at gmail.com. Now, back to our show.
1: We're back, everyone, with our last segment of Transformation. We're speaking about our relationship with food. And I'm learning so much in this short time we've had together, and hopefully everyone else is as well. We have a couple callers we're going to go ahead and take real quick. So we have a caller from Connecticut. Hey, that's where I'm from, Connecticut. Uh, Miss Daphne, are you there?
3: In LaCash, how are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I just had a very quick comment, really much more of an observation than anything else. Over the uh, last uh, since the beginning of the year, maybe just before, I've uh, initiated a complete transformation in my food and uh, my breathing practice and my exposure in the sun. Just incorporating um, all the tools that uh, your mother has uh, shared with us to keeping our uh, our uh, energy field illuminated and. I noticed that, you know, I've even purchased the Organic Gourmet Cookbook so I can begin implementing uh, or at least trying some recipes that, you know, would help build on my body. And I noticed over the last week or so that my heart chakra in the back was opening up. And that was, I thought that was just really profound experience for me because I've never felt that before. And I couldn't figure out what that was coming from. And as I'm listening to this show, that is exactly where it's coming from is my food and the relationship that I've started with my food over the last several weeks. So I just want to thank you for for sharing that insight with us today.
2: Thank you, um, Daphne. We are pleased. And I'm so happy that you noticed that you are increasing. You are becoming greater. You're becoming larger. More light is coming in. And this has everything to do with understanding and taking in the larger experience of yourself which is this planet in its many iterations but if you are doing breathing and you're changing your food there is going to be a huge change in your energetic profile so thank you so much for sharing that yes thank
0: you.
3: thank you
1: daphne's got a love affair with her food now oh man <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one to have a love affair with oh <laughs> god all right well we're going to go ahead and um Actually, okay, now I'd like to introduce a special guest of ours, Miss Holly. And Holly is going to speak with us concerning her personal transformation from whatever point she'd like to uh, let us into her life until now, as, so that we can have some perspective on the things that are possible when doing when first loving ourselves and, doing, and having value for ourselves and practicing the, these different transformational tools that we have available to us. Miss Holly, are you there?
4: Yes, I am. Thank you for having me on.
1: Yes, ma'am. We well, can start wherever you thing- like to.
4: Okay, okay. Well, one of the things I, one, I want to note that I'm still in my transformational process, but and I have several aha moments, but the one that is oh, um, underlining and has helped me up into this day is to recognize that I'm not alone and that I'm not a victim of any situation or circumstances as I had thought in the past. And that's because I realize now that I have the power within me and the beautiful gift to tap into the source as well as my dynamic spiritual team and family to seek the truth that I need that's in the best interest of my highest good and well-being. Um, and so if I end up in a situation that is less preferred or something that I don't want to be in, rather than reacting out of fear or fret, I just calm myself, look to my inner guidance, and start to ask the questions of what was the lesson I am supposed to learn out of the situation, and now what is also the corrective action I need to take to be able to move forward and beyond. I detach myself from the situation so I don't continue to relive that emotion and then move forward. And so now I would say overall it helps me so much with that moment of aha and transformation, which is tremendous, is that I can now confront and go to different situations that may have caused me hurt or harm in confidence. I'm not in fear. I know I know what I know because I know who's on my team. And I know what I know because I've already seen the truth from someone and others who love me. And so that's pretty much, I want to say, is just my overall overarching transformation I have. And, and one thing I do want to comment on is as I'm asking questions, as a friend told me, I need to learn to ask the tough questions because you can ask questions, but if you're not asking the right question, it's hard for you to receive the right answer. So, you know, I've learned through my transformation of asking the right questions so I can seek the right answer. And as I am adjusting and moving forward, sometimes that trajectory may have adjusted to a better position And I'm getting another type of answer that I've had in the past. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It now means that I'm going in a different direction. So I still see see it as a a level of truth and not something that, you know, it's not in my best interest. I just go with the flow now. But it's literally walking in the light of confidence and not in the darkness of fear of anything of that nature. So that's my transformation.
1: Yes man well Holly, before you go, do you mind me asking how old are you? I am the
4: wonderful age of
1: 45. <laughs> 45. Wow. Holly, you sound like you're 20 honestly <laughs> and not just because of your light voice, your your fairy light voice but <laughs> because of the energy in which you speak with and the the uh, I, I guess I'll use energy as being the right word, but you also speak so sure and definite. That's why I had to ask because I know the maturity and the 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 um, confidence which you speak on is much of a normally a higher age than twenty ish. However, you speak with so much energy and light that it—I mean—I feel it through through the phone while you're speaking. So, thank you so much, Holly, and thank we look you. forward to hearing more of your aha moments going forward in the future.
2: Thank you, Holly, and you. you are most. Certainly loved and cherished, and you are not alone. And I know that you know that.
4: Yes, I do now. Thank you so much. I appreciate (laughs) the opportunity to share.
1: Thank you. All right, have a great day, Holly.
4: Yeah, thank you.
2: Well, we have some other um, tips that we'd like to give you concerning a relationship with food. And this is something that um, I often speak about and I've talked about many times. And it's the idea that you can uh, interact, infuse the food with what you want. And I've already shared with you, you know, to bring the food in front of you. You can close your eyes and focus on the food or you can put your hands above the food. But I have some recommendations for things that you may want to share so if you have a pencil and a paper, you might want to write this down. Some of you who are familiar with, with me will already be aware of these things. But I want you to know that your food, the earth, your body, and everything else listens to you. Everything has consciousness. And it has been arranged that way. The elements inherent in biology and life itself can be changed by you. The outcome can be vastly different from the usual expectation. It is you who can change the elements inherent within substances, especially your food and drink. Although everything, the air itself is imprinted with your frequency. Everything really is screaming for your help. Everything wants for you to interact with it the grass the flowers your food your produce the food everything is just waiting for you to acknowledge it for your help for your blessing and for your love in the same way that we are all waiting to be helped and to be blessed and to be loved the whole universe has been designed that way so when you sit with your food you can ask your food if it will raise itself to its own highest original vibration That means that you're asking it to go back to the original blueprint, the original design that the food was given by the intelligence that produced it for our bodies. And you're asking it to come forward and make itself available to you. And then you have to have this relationship, of course, with your body, which is another show, but we're going to talk about it briefly, where you ask your body if your body would be able to accept this higher vibration food? And if your body says yes, it would like to accept it, then you have to ask your body, will it raise itself up to a place where it can take in the original vibration of the seed? Because we live in times where we have been um, bumped down, so to say, from what we first were. So these are the, the, the recommendations that I have, that if you... Remember that if you asked it to your food to raise itself up to its original highest vibration, that you then have to match that vibration by uh, including your body in that equation and then allow your body to have a moment to bring itself to meet that so that there can be an explosion or this is like um, birth or conception, so that conception can take place. And from that, you can make more of you from that same purity of energy. So also, you know, all food, all the food sources that we consume from the human, I mean, from the animal kingdoms or from the plant kingdoms and all the souls of the animals and those who surround you, it is good to make sure that we are in sacredness with them. And that we don't, um, we live in a world where food lacks soul because we don't acknowledge it. We don't um, show our awareness to it so our food doesn't operate, our water doesn't operate. Nothing operates as it would if it were structured perfectly from its original blueprint because we have ignored it. So it has become soulless. So we can call back into its full potential through our awareness and our will to do so we can call all of this back to us just by making the requests on a consistent basis and we can infuse our food with gratitude with pleasure with appreciation and we can um, do this as a service offered to our planet and it will serve everyone else too because one person doing this if there were 500 people doing it if there were 5 million our world would be a different place so these are the recommendations we have for you concerning how to speak with your food
1: yes ma'am thank you very much we are at the end of our time today we thank everyone for tuning in with us calling in for all those that we weren't able to get to we will get you next time hopefully well last couple of announcements before we go like to let everyone know we are so excited about our quantum light clearing class that we have upcoming the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of this month here in Florida. We also will have one in March in Atlanta, Georgia, so stay tuned for the information concerning that. Anybody that'd like to find out more information about the things we are doing, the services we offer, you can visit www.dnareplicate.com for more information on services and for products related to food, you can visit www.ofthesuncoffeeshop.com. So thank everyone, and hopefully we'll all speak next week. Have a great day.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning into to Transformation. Please join Laota Rasul and Ahad Rasul for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a positive, life-changing week.